BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair returns to beautiful Bewley in the New Forest in Hampshire from Friday the 28th to Sunday the 30th of April. There is going to be plenty to see and many experts to talk to, including the brilliant Arit Anderson, who I'm delighted to say joins me on the line. Arit, can you believe we're looking ahead to spring already? I know, I know. I mean, and especially we've had a very proper winter. <laughs> you <laughs> know, uh, it's been it's been cold. It's been we've had snow across the country. You know, we've actually had an old school winter. Uh, I, I think so. I think everybody now is ready for the light and the, and the brighter days. Absolutely, and of course, to getting into their gardens um, and preparing them for uh, for summer. Lots of people going to be coming to the show. But what 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 are they going to expect at the show? What can they expect when they walk into Bewley, Arit? Well, it's in a really wonderful setting, Bewley, obviously. Um, lovely backdrop. And I think the thing that's nice about Bewley is it's a scalable show. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we have the lovely big shows further down in the year, the Hampton Courts, etc., which I love. But these smaller shows are, are more intimate and um, it means you can have a really good day out or you might even only want to have a, a half day out. You can still get around it and then go off and get home and get, get planting. So, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Hmm. What are you looking forward to most, and, and how busy are you going to be at the show? Well, I'm sure that those, those gardeners' world lot will have me running around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, think it's, I think what I like at the show, uh, it's always, it's, it's actually getting to chat to people. Um, it's, it's the beginning of the season, seeing what people are looking for, um, you know, it's, sometimes as well getting to meet um, some new nursery people as well. Mm. Some old, some of the old stillwarts as well, saying hello to them. So it's just nice being out and about, seeing people and seeing their shopping baskets. <laughs> ah, now you mentioned the shopping baskets. There are plenty of opportunities to buy many, many plants and accessories and, and things for the garden. There'll, there'll be people, Harriet, who are coming, uh, who will be planning their garden, not just for this year, but for the next few years and looking, mm. for, looking for inspiration. Now, many people will know that your background was in fashion wasn't it and yeah and, yeah. and i and i guess there's a sense of your creative eye for fashion translates into the way that you think about gardens so what top tips would you give to people who are planning gardens from scratch yeah i mean one of the things that you have to do which is the key word is plan really i mean i've said this so many times before of course i'm a girl that loves to jump in there and get going and see lots of you know fabulous plants and just want to get them all bought and then get home and realize oh I don't have a sunny border and everything I've bought is for the sun or you know that type of thing so the the good thing to do is if you've been in your garden for some time and you're thinking of doing a refresh do a little sketch um you know so that you know where your sun is where your damp patches are in the garden the dry patch etc doesn't have to be anything fanciful um, and plot out any of your large trees or shrubs that you've got already, just so that you know what you're doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it makes actually then the buying even more um, exciting because you know specifically you're looking for a little sunny area or you want some height um, against the border. So I think that's a key thing, really. That's what we used to have to do when um, when I worked in fashion. 
you'd look and see what your best and what we call our best and worst sellers. <laughs> so that's in, in your own garden. Look what's unfortunately failed and not worked so well. Um, you know, buy keep keep buying those um, lupins is great, but no point if you just every day come out and they've been raised by the slugs. Mm. So you have to give them up as a worst seller. Mm. And then you you look at your best sellers, the things that have thrived and done well, and then you can have a look and see what companions could sit alongside that. Mm. What are the sort of spring plants that get you excited, then, Eric? Well, really, um, I I like the bulbs to be honest um i think that they're quick wins that come up and really give you that flash of color um in the garden um i'm changing my own borders this year um so what i did in the autumn in the autumn uh which is actually it was late late winter actually i say autumn i wish um in the late <laughs> late wind late winter i was still planting bulbs so that i've got that instant colour that's going to be arriving actually around about April, um, April, May, of tulips. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can have them in the borders, you can put them in your containers, you can, whether you want to choose narcissi, whether you want to start early with snowdrops, bulbs are really great for just packing in that bit of colour and that instantness at the beginning of the season. Hmm. Who doesn't love a tulip? Because you get this, this oh, different uh, colours. I mean, and it sounds to yeah. me like they're, they're the sort of things you could get involved with with a little bit of knowledge, not necessarily, you know, having years of experience. Absolutely. You know, as long as you make sure that you that they want it to be relatively free-draining, they don't like to get too soggy and wet when you're planting them in through the autumn hmm. um, and uh, wintertime. With, with tulips in particular, they, they do need it to be get to when it's cold we've had that this year um and then that initiates when the warm weather comes it initiates the flowering but yeah you're right you don't have to have huge amounts of skill and you know you know what i'm like steve you just start off in the container <laughs> if you're a little bit concerned it, you know it's it's the experimental lab you can't go wrong with that and it hasn't got to be high investment hmm. um to sort of see how things fare i guess that's also important um you know currently because of everybody's you know watching the cost of everything and, and and counting the pennies and things, but this is, that would be a good way to to have a really good a go at your spring garden without it being too expensive. Are there any any other sort of things that you can say to people that uh, would help them save money but still enjoy their garden? Absolutely. I mean, I think um, one of the things that 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 you have to do, and I said I've had to do, had to do it in my own garden, is to go through and see what you've got and how are you being efficient with it. So, for example, you'll probably find that there's one or two, going back to the containers, one or two that you've actually left under a bush somewhere or down the side of the shed. You've not actually used. Um, and I think, you know, first first things first is to go through the garden and make sure that you've utilised everything that you have so far. You might have a bit of trellis that, you know, that an old climber didn't work on and you, and you, you forgot to to replace it or something, or you want to get some sweet peas going up it. You know, use what you've got first and foremost. Um, obviously, with regards to if you do need to buy new, um, I say new, but I'm going to say up new old, um, you know, some new containers, for example, or a, a, some fence, fences, maybe a fence panel's broken, that type of thing. You know, I have to say, there are some fantastic buys that you can get at boot fairs, um, a lot of the online markets where people will give things away for free. I mean, we um, had redone some um, p- uh, paving in our garden. 
all of the slabs that we brought up, they were old slabs. They weren't good for us. We couldn't reuse them. We put them on one of those free markets. Somebody come round, two or two or three people come round, took them away. And do you know what was so nice? Mm-hmm. We got sent a little um, a little message and a picture of what they'd done with them. Oh, brilliant. So, you know, this is it. You know, one, what is that phrase? One man's rubbish is another man's gold. <laughs> something, <laughs> something like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So I think, I think you know, and, and those, those, you can create a look with that as mm. well. And, you know, you can be really creative by reusing and recycling what's already out there. And mm. it obviously will cost a lot less. I'm, I am a lover, really, of reuse things. I don't buy new that often mm. when it comes to my house or my garden. Good advice. BBC Gardeners World Spring Fair is at Bewley in the New Forest in Hampshire from Friday the 28th to Sunday the 30th of April. Lots of information on the website bbcgardenersworldfair.com and of course information particularly on how you can buy tickets. Now, Harry, you're going to be joining some of the other experts, Adam Frost, Francis Topple amongst them on the BBC Gardeners World magazine stage, which is uh, which is very exciting. I know you really like getting... Uh, face-to-face with, with people who are coming to, to tap into your knowledge and experience, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm one of those mad people that like people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, often it can be really nice that you can just be tucked away on your own, doing your own thing. But um, I, I, I think the reason is, is um, there's always something to learn. You know, you know, we are lucky that we, you know, get to be on Gardeners World and, you know, we, we get to meet so many people. That's where all the experience and knowledge comes from, which you're then able to share with other people. But everybody's got something to learn. You know, you've got mm. something to learn from. You know, you might be asked a really rogue question or somebody wants to show you what they've done ingeniously in their back garden. And and you always get to learn um, from other people. And I think the, the, the gardening uh, fraternity as it were you know we're all a friendly bunch we like to share um share, share stories share experiences and that's what passes and keeps the knowledge going really mm. there must be some people who think because you're on the telly because you're on bbc garden as well that you have all the answers which must be tricky well, sometimes <laughs> yeah that's sometimes a bit of a worry because it's like there's, there's there's no way that you can know everything you know i i'd say I used to kind of really worry about that, the fact that, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to know everything. And it's like, no, that's why I've got loads of friends. Because <laughs> we all know a little bit of something. Um, I, I, I think, you know, with, with gardening, and especially for those people who are beginners or call themselves beginners, I still call myself a beginner at times, because I think, wow, there's something new to learn about, you know, that. Yeah, mm. something new. It, the, the joy of gardening is, on the one hand, it, it can become a bit of an overwhelm. There's so much to do. And then the other um, part of it is, oh, my God, there's so much to learn. You know, it, it's amazing. It doesn't really matter. And I was talking um, to someone the other day, and I think that the thing, the thing about experience um, of gardening um, is actually when you start to accept that mistakes are actually part of it <laughs> uh i think i think sometimes i think back to when i first started to um be in the garden it was always the worry so not to, you didn't do anything because you'd worry you'd get it wrong that's the whole point you are going to get it wrong mm. and don't worry about that so that's why it's lovely when people share those stories um you know I, me and adam have spoken many a time before on stage saying 
oh god totally when people go i can't believe that you that didn't work for you we're like yeah we're just like you exactly the same (laughs) people don't want to work they don't want to work (laughs) you do get a little bit of downtime at the show uh, to have a wander around and and see what's there and of course you've got access to all the beautiful gardens at Bewley and and uh, i think the ticket gets you entry also into the national motor museum which is which is fascinating Mm. but on the garden front as you've just said, every day is a learning day um, in the garden. Other times, oh, are you, have you got a plan for the spring fair to go and have a look around the plants and maybe got your eye on something, something unusual that you want to buy? Um, well, I will probably this time try and get into the garden because I don't think I've got chance to last time. Mm. It depends really on the timings of when we're on stage and everything because obviously you've got to get from one side of the, of the fair to the other. Um But what I I will be looking around for is um, little spring highlights um, of some uh, plants. Um, I'm going to be honest, I am more um, an autumn girl in terms of that. Um. I'm I'm kind of more towards the end of the season. However, that said, the herald of spring is really important. And you were saying earlier about, um, about getting spring going. I going kind of in containers um because then and then i and then what i do with them is i've got a couple now that's been with me a couple of years where i they've come out now they've got lovely euphorbia in them and i've got you know um bulbs that have come up i love euphorbias at this time of year because they're so zinging and green um and then they get tucked away so what i'll probably be looking at for the show is um any little um highlights that i can put into um my containers yeah mm, absolutely. And a little plant a little you know, new bits for that good advice the date for the diary friday the 28th to sunday the 30th of april at bewley in hampshire bbcgardenersworldfair.com is the web address that you need to type in to go and see all the information about what's going to be going on who you can meet what you can buy what you can see and of course how you can buy tickets Arit, just uh, finally, you've mentioned already that you're likely to be uh, doing some filming with um, with uh, the uh, Gardeners World Live TV program, uh, which you are a regular on. Um, and and I, I I just wonder whether or not you, you're still still pinching yourself about being on a program that's watched and loved by millions of people. Totally, <laughs> absolutely, Steve. It, it it's really um, it's such a privilege and a real honour to be on the Gardeners World Show. The team are fantastic behind the scenes. I know, um, you know, the, the, the viewers get to see um, us presenters and we're heading the show, our little faces that are there each week. But we have such a fantastic team of producers, researchers, directors, camera, sound, editors. You know, it's a real, real massive team effort. Um, and that's what I love being part of. And um, and then obviously getting out to meet some really wonderful people that are doing great things, whether they are looking after national plant collections or people that have got innovative ways of how they're trying to combat, you know, climate change, for example. We're, we're really lucky that we get to scour the country and engage with brilliant people as well that are doing great things. I feel sometimes, uh, yeah, like, Oh my gosh! You know they're the doers. I'm just there with the with the you know with the with the questions asking on behalf of the of the nation. So yeah, it's a great job, and I'm 
very, very um, happy and lucky to be in it. A programme like Gardener's World, which has been around for so many years and is cherished so much by, by the viewers, they think they, they're, sort of, they're part of the family in it and it feels like they have some ownership of it. So you must get lots of, of mail from people um, you know, commenting on and how things worked. I mean, let's get some interesting um, comments from people. Yeah, I mean, you know, the show, because it's been around for so long, you know, as you say, there's generations that can be sitting in a front room watching it together. Mm. Um, so a friend of mine who actually, she, she, she'll she say, I'm not really a gardener, are it? Yeah, but she, she said, but religiously, I'm there with the kids <laughs> on a Friday night. She's got a glass of wine. Let's say they've got their pop, we hope. Um, and... Um, <laughs> And she said, and because it's because of the way that the show is presented, there's now that there's different presenters that come on and there's different stories that are shared. And obviously we have Monty anchoring it or, or sometimes Adam anchoring it in their gardens. You know, it means that there's something for everybody. I think it's the pace hmm. of Gardener's World. On a Friday evening, you've had an, you know, a hard day at, at work and you can just sit down. We're not preaching at you. You know, we're not telling you what to do. We're just giving everything by suggestion and you can cherry pick the bits you like. <laughs> what a great way of putting it. A comforting way of rounding off the week. Absolutely brilliant. Ari, it's been great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for your time. I know how incredibly busy you are. It won't be long until we are at Bewley in the New Forest. But for now, Ari Anderson, many thanks. Oh, it's great to talk to you, Steve. You take care. <laughs>